Welcome to The Brian Buffini Show, where we explore the mindsets, motivation, and methodologies of success. Here's your host, Brian Buffini. Well, the top of the morning to you, and welcome to The Brian Buffini Show. Today, I'm going to cover a subject I love talking about. It's called the unexpected extras. Now, this is something I was raised in as a boy growing up in Ireland. Our family, for five generations, have been house painters and decorators. And when you grew up in the Buffini family, you spent your summer vacations and weekends involved in the family business. My grandfather, Harry, we like to call him the Mr. Miyagi of the Buffini family. So when I was eight or nine years of age, I went to his home for the first time in Dublin. And there he taught me the fundamentals of the painting business, how to hold a brush, how to sand, how to prep, how to paint. And so you learn the fundamentals long before you ever got to go on the job site. And the first thing with regards to what you did for the Buffini family was you had to learn how to be a pro and you had to learn how to do it right. And you had to learn the principle that we worked in such a way to do a better job for our customers than they were actually paying us for. Do more than you get paid for. That was Harry's kind of little mantra. And the way he would instill that in you is after you went through all of your training, then you finally got to go on the job site. And you did all the menial tasks, and there was a right way to sweep the floor, and there was a right way to make the tea for the guys and all that stuff. But then you finally got to do a bit of prep work, a bit of sanding, a bit of priming, a bit of painting. And when you did that, you were his project. And he would come at the end of the day And he would walk through the job site and he would inspect your work. And I can remember it to this moment. He'd have a Castella cigar in his right index finger and middle finger. And he'd always point to your work. And he'd say, well, Brian, can you put your name to that? Can you put your name to that? And if you couldn't put your name to the work you'd done that day, you had to do it over. See, my father and my grandfather knew that in order for the family business to thrive, We needed to exceed our customers' expectations, not merely meet them. And that's where I first got exposed to the principle of doing the unexpected extras, doing more than you paid for. You know, when we finished a paint job, we would wash the windows and change all the light bulbs in the house so that people could see the paint job better. The amount of times that someone brought us in to these Georgian homes right in the middle of Dublin, St. Stephen's Green is a famous area. And they were all office buildings now. And they'd ask us to come in and paint one or two rooms. And we would make them shine. We would make them look so terrific that they would go, well, you guys got to paint the rest of it now. And something that was one week's worth of work became three to four months worth of work because we were constantly doing the unexpected extras. Well, those principles have stayed with me for my whole life. I like to think at Buffini Company, we not only do the unexpected extras for our customers, which is why so many people stay with us a long time as customers, refer us at such a high level and bring in such high-quality customers to our business. But it also creates a certain pride for the people who work at Buffini and Company that they know they can put their name to what they're doing. They know that the standard we hold them to is higher than the standard our customers have for us. And so we then collectively support our customers that we serve and ask them to exceed their customers' expectations. So all the small business owners and realtors and lenders that we work with, we encourage them to do more than they get paid for and to really build raving fans in the marketplace. And so 
What I'm going to share with you is a bunch of tips today, a bunch of how-tos, not a lot of philosophy, but it's built on that premise of doing the unexpected extras, making your work shine so that your customers become your advocates. And so I have eight tips for you today to help you do the unexpected extras. So here's a dynamic to this that I'm also going to add that I didn't put in the book Taking Care of Business when I wrote some years ago. And that is I'm going to add into this particular messaging here today dealing with a lot of millennials in the workforce. Now, I have never actually witnessed a group or an age bracket of people who are so maligned and criticized by the previous generation than millennials. Now, one of the reasons for it, there's so many of them. The second reason for it is because of technological advances, they really are quite a bit different than previous generations because the technology and the information and the social media and the way of interacting is so different than before. And so it has a lot of the older footy-duddies, like myself, shaking our heads at times. But there are certain principles I'm going to share with you today that I also see missing in a lot of millennials in the workforce. And so some of this content today is for anyone who owns a business to get their business to the next level, for anyone who works in a business who wants to prosper and do well, and then for people who are in the workforce, especially younger folks who may have never heard this stuff before. But the fact of the matter is, if you'll apply these principles, these principles are timeless and they will work for generations to come. So here's the first one, is exude positive energy. You know, working hard for a living can be exhausting and there are many hats to wear and much to juggle and so little time to do it. And sometimes we're asked to do an awful lot of things and we try to have a life as well so you can have fatigue and you know have stuff happening in your personal life and it can impact your work life however it is vital that your customers never feel you're too exhausted to listen to them to empathize with them to understand what their needs are and to serve them you know 75 percent of all communication is non-verbal and sometimes flashing a great smile is all it takes to infuse a meeting with goodwill when you meet a customer No matter how often you've met before, pretend it's the first time and try hard to make a great impression. Energy begets energy and positivity begets positivity. Bring both to your interactions and you'll create good feeling wherever you go. The great Samuel Coleridge said, nothing is so contagious as enthusiasm. So what's my example of that? Lately, I've, uh, you know, hanging with my kids and I run around from time to time, whether it's going to a Starbucks or going here or going there. But there's a place around the corner from where I live, and they make these acai bowls. Now, for those of you who live out of California, you don't quite know. We're all a bunch of tree huggers out here. But they have these acai bowls, and it's a great, natural, healthy snack. It tastes good, and it's kind of like eating ice cream without eating ice cream because it's all made from fruit. So I walk in. I have six kids and my bride, and I walk in one day, and I order seven acai bowls. These things aren't cheap. And the gal behind the counter, and this is not an isolated incident, this is somewhat symptomatic of much customer service that I experience today, especially in retail. And the gal's really not looking up at me. She doesn't really greet me. She just waits for me to give her my order. So I start, and I give her seven orders. Seven orders, pretty good customer. And she finally looks up, not particularly exuding great energy, and goes, why didn't you use the app? I go, what? She goes, why didn't you use the app? I go, what app? She goes, our store has an app. You could have ordered these online. I said, well, you know, that's great. Thanks for telling me. Now I know, but I'm here now. She would not have been happy. She wasn't particularly thrilled. And here's the really sad part. She didn't know 
that a guy that employs hundreds and hundreds of people in her local community who's constantly looking for talent and constantly on the lookout to hire people didn't know she had a job interview right there. She didn't know that I had openings in my client care department that would have paid her two to three times what she was making standing behind that counter. And she didn't know that she even flunked the interview. She didn't know. And the reason was because she's at a job that she doesn't think is particularly great. She's not particularly grateful for it. And I'm not just singling out this one gal. I've experienced this so many times. I have a little principle. When I stand at a counter and there's a young person behind the counter taking the order, I stand there in silence now until they look up. I will not give an order to someone who's looking down and waiting to hear from it. Even if it's just a chance to try to teach somebody. And I look them in the eye and I give them a smile. I gave this gal good energy and I'll give her good energy the next time I see her. But the fact of the matter is she's limiting her opportunity. Now, what I would say to the owner of that business is you might want to send in some folks that you know to go and experience your company's customer service and then train accordingly. A smile costs nothing. My mother used to say, please and thank you costs nothing. But it makes a huge difference. A small deposit. And by the way, if she's given that kind of crappy energy out all day, she's getting crappy energy back. So she hates her job. When you give it out in slices, it comes back in loaves. So first tip, exceed people's expectations. Provide an unexpected extra. I can't believe I'm saying it. But in the world we live in today, giving people good energy is an unexpected extra that makes you stand out amongst the competition. Next, little tip, old school, 100-year-old advice. Look people in the eye. They say the eye is the window to the soul. Many people's souls are closed today because they're not even making eye contact. Making eye contact with somebody is vital to making a true connection. What do you think of someone who doesn't meet your eyes when you talk to them? You presume they're untrustworthy or antisocial or just plain disinterested in what you have to say. This is definitely not the sort of negative impressions you want a valued customer to walk away with. So even if it doesn't come naturally to you, train yourself to look people in the eye and smile. It conveys trust and sincerity. I value you. You're a priority. You have my full attention. Michael Ellsberg wrote a book called The Power of Eye Contact, and his quote was, no wonder we respond well when people make eye contact with us. It suggests that they are listening, that they are present to us, and that they are taking us in. It suggests that they care about us. Great advice. Next, use the magic words. Your parents were right. Please and thank you. They are the magic words, and they are not so common anymore. How do I know it? Because of the waiters, the waitresses, the flight attendants, people all the time tell me how absolutely amazing my kids are. I go, really? Because sometimes that doesn't feel like that. Because when they're in a restaurant, they go, hey, could I have a bowl of mac and cheese, please? And when it comes, they say thank you. And waiters and waitresses tell me, that is so refreshing. Please and thank you. My mother said it doesn't cost much. It doesn't cost anything. But they are so simple and yet so powerful. One of the ways I like to thank people is write them a personal note. I've been advising this foundation lately, and they want to bring in the, here's the management guru and success guy, Brian Maffini, and they introduced me with all this fanfare at the meeting. And I'm sitting around at this board, and they want to do this great work. And the only advice I had for them was to go back and thank all their previous donors. This was a revolutionary idea. I was a genius in the meeting because I was encouraging them to thank the people who've given money to their organization that's going on to do this great work. You know what? The board 
collectively realized in the last seven years, they've never thanked a single donor. Let me tell you, the magic words are magic. You want to do the unexpected extras today. Here it is. This is why an immigrant can come here with 92 bucks and build a vast fortune is because you don't have to be that great to be great anymore. Please and thank you. There was a time when that was mandated for every boy and girl growing up. Today, not so much. So if you've had an exchange with someone who doesn't bother to say thank you, you'll know it yourself. You'll feel kind of disrespected. So be careful. Use good manners. That's right. Thank people often with sincerity. And by the way, when you give gratitude, it makes for a grateful heart. As Zig Ziglar used to say, gratitude is great attitude. So in telling people thank you and telling people you appreciate them, it makes your day. Theodore Roosevelt, the great Teddy Rex, said, politeness is a sign of dignity, not subservience. Powerful stuff. Next unexpected extra, pay attention. You know, the number one complaint of unhappy customers is that they don't feel heard. Basically translated, this means that the business they were dealing with didn't actually understand what they wanted. Naturally, you're keen for customers to know what it is you offer and what value it represents. But for this to be meaningful, you must truly understand what it is they really want. Stephen Covey counsels in his bestseller, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. He says, seek first to understand, then be understood. If you focus purely on the transaction, you'll never make a genuine connection. You may meet a basic need, but you'll not ignite a desire within your client to champion your business to others. And the incredible opportunity that comes with that to grow a long-standing and profitable business will be lost. It's vital to stand back, listen to your customer, and focus on the relationship, not the transaction. This is the way you build trust and you sow the seeds of a connection that will outlast a mere transaction. This is the way to advance in employment. This is the way to advance your team. This is the way to advance a business. Wilson Meisner said this, a good listener is not only popular everywhere, but after a while, he gets to know something. By the way, if you want to get better at listening, episode 26 of The Brian Buffini Show is entitled Master the Art of Listening, an interview I did with Steve Shapiro an expert in that subject many years ago, but the content is still pretty fantastic. So another one, remember your customers' names. You know, when you go to your favorite restaurant and the hostess greets you by name, you feel important, you feel valued. And let's admit it, you even feel sort of special, it's a bit of the red carpet treatment. That's how you want your clients to feel too. By using somebody's name, it's a big part of creating that sentiment. Don't take liberties or use nicknames. Ask your clients how they'd like to be addressed. This demonstrates real respect, which is key to building trust and real communication. And if you have trouble with names, devise a little strategy for remembering who's who. Maybe use some word association or little things on your phone to remind yourself. Oh, by the way, I didn't just remember my customers' names. I remember their families' names. And I kept it all together in a database. That's one of the things that influenced me to... um, build a CRM many years later for my customers because I wanted to know not only my clients' names, I want to know their favorite restaurants, I want to know their hobbies, I want to know their pastimes, I want to know what teams they were into. So when I connected with them, hey, how about that Steeler game the other night? And those kinds of things. I would sometimes send little books or little mementos connected to their personal interests. So the better the client, the better I knew them, the more I knew about them. So very, very important. Dale Carnegie who really kind of set the whole world on fire with personal growth and development a hundred years ago. And he wrote 
how to win friends and influence people, which is still to this day taught and trained through the Dale Carnegie Company. And he said, remember that a person's name is to that person the sweetest and most important sound in any language. Very, very powerful. Next, this is a simple one. All of these are simple. But I'll tell you, you know, just because it's common sense doesn't mean it's common practice. And all of these things I'm telling you today, you can stand out amongst the competition. Don't make promises you can't keep. That's the next one. Did anyone ever make you a promise and then renege on their word? I bet you can remember exactly how you felt and how disappointed you were when it happened. If someone makes a promise and then breaks it, trust is broken. Instead of promising your clients the earth, moon, and stars are coming up short, simply communicate clearly and consistently how what you offer will be delivered and how you will administer it and support it. This way, your client will learn that it's safe to trust you and depend on you. The great Brian Tracy said, the value of a promise is the cost to you of keeping your word. It's a deposit in the trust account is how I like to say it. Next thing, details matter. All of your customers should feel as if they're the only one you have. This means remembering particular details that are unique to them. You know, where does their child go to college? Uh, What's the name of their dog? I mentioned this earlier. Where did they go on vacation last year? Knowing what's important to a customer can cement a business relationship because when your customers know that you care enough to remember these sorts of details, your business becomes special enough for them to share it with their friends and their families. The great Henry Ford a long time ago said, paying attention to the simple little things that most men neglect makes a few men rich. And I have lived that. I have seen that. And I'm going to share with you a couple anecdotes here. Now, I talked about the acai bowls. Let me take on the untouchable. I'm going to talk about Apple. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, you can't talk about Apple. Stevie Jobs, the genius. Okay, I have all kinds of Apple products. I've spent millions of dollars. We have Macs everywhere in the company. I have an iPhone sitting on the desk and an iPad in my backpack, and they make some great products. Well, let me tell you a little story about this Christmas. Again, six kids bunch of family and my kids now they've gotten real specific and they make their Christmas lists they're not as big as they used to be but they're very specific and some of them need for college and for high school they need computers they needed um, iPads some of the schools are in only use iPads they wanted specific headphones two of them were up for an upgrade in their phone their phones are all smashed so I walk in to the Apple store the week before Christmas. And I walked into a facility that was beautiful. It was so high tech and it was amazing. There were a block of screens on the wall where people from all other Apple stores were creating art together and people were sitting down. It was so cool. And it's an open plan and you can look around and see what you want. And it's just the coolest store. And so they have these people work in the store and they all wear shirts. On some days they all wear red and some days they all wear blue. And every time I looked around, there were four or five Apple people standing together in a group. And I looked to the right and there's four or five of them standing over there. They're standing in a group. And it's all cool and man buns and tight jeans and beards and coffee everywhere. I'm standing there with a list. I'm going to spend over 20 grand in the store that day. Okay? Number of computers, three, four grand a pop, whatever. I finally go over and I grab one of the blue shirts and I go, excuse me, sir. I said, need a little help here. Here's my list. I'm looking to get this all squared away. And he goes, oh, okay, but you're going to need a specialist on that computer, whatever else. I said, fine. So I'm waiting. While I'm waiting and waiting and waiting, stores packed. But every time I look around, all the Apple people are standing together, John and hanging out. 
I got a few headphones. Okay, I knew where to self-serve that, and I'm standing there. But now I'm waiting on the bigger items. I go over to again after about 10 or 12 minutes. Hey, still waiting. Okay, great. I'll get you somebody. Is it true as I'm standing here? Beverly was off elsewhere, so I was kind of waiting on her. It was 25 minutes from the time I contacted the guy, which is much longer than I normally would have waited. I finally go over to him, and I go, dude. I'm in San Diego, so I was trying to connect. I go, dude, I'm 25 minutes trying to spend 25 grand with you, and I still haven't talked to anybody. I go, here's the deal. I'm going home, and I'm going to buy all this stuff online. I go, Apple is going to make their products. Apple's going to sell their products. But I said, you and your friends here, you guys work in retail. I go, when the experience in person is not as good as online, your job is in jeopardy. And I go, I'm not, believe it or not, I know how this sounds. I was actually doing this in a helpful environment because I like to do it. And in this case, it was unsolicited advice, which is the worst kind. But the kid's eyes opened up when he suddenly realized, I'm going to do business with Apple. Apple's going to get their 25 grand. And they're going to ship it to me in a couple of days. He's the one who's at risk. I went around the corner. I walked into a jewelry store. I was going to get Beverly some jewelry. I'm talking to this gal. She goes, yeah, man, this time of year, retail just sucks. I just said to her, I go, you know, there's people in parts of the world that would give their IT to be standing where you are today. You're dressed up, looking great. You're selling all these high-end jewelry pieces. And I go, you're busy. There's people all over. Again, she didn't know she just failed the job interview for Buffini and Company. By the way, why am I teaching these old school principles? So many people think everything's going online and everything's purchased. Let me tell you this. An awful lot of things will be done online because if the in-person experience is not better than the online experience, then give me the online experience, give me the transaction, and I better get a discount for it. The fact of the matter is, whether you work in retail, whether you're in real estate, whether you own a business, whether you have a team, these little principles that sound like your grandma's talking to you today about looking somebody in the eye, about giving positive energy, about using please and thank you, about paying attention to your customers, about remembering their names, about making promises you can't keep. Those kinds of things. That's what makes you stand out. People want to know, what's your magic formula, Brian? You know, you have businesses that have grown over and over and over again, people who love their work. It's these basic principles. These things do matter. Details do matter. The last thing I'm going to share with you today and the eighth point I want to share with you is that always follow up. Following up after a client interaction really is the best way to let your customers know how much you value them because it signals that even though the deal may be done, they're still a priority. It doesn't involve much extra work. It can be an email. It can be a note, a quick telephone call. If you're in the service business, it might be a, you take them to lunch or a breakfast or a or pop by with a little gift. But all of a sudden, that follow-up deepens the trust and it makes somebody absolutely positively primed to become your advocate and to go and duplicate themselves by providing you a referral to someone just like themselves. The former vice president and general manager of IBM, F.W. Nickel, said this, when you get right down to it, the root of the meaning of the word succeed is it simply means to follow through, okay? Follow through. And that's the difference. That's the difference between a great salesperson and an average salesperson. They spend the same amount of time working. One gets paid very highly. One kind of struggling. That's the difference between someone who's got a fantastic business and someone who's got a business that gives them a lot of stress. The fact of the matter is, these are simple old school principles. 
it was a simple principle that my grandfather used to say, can you put your name to that? It was a simple principle. Hey, we're going to wash the windows and change the light bulbs. Simple principle at Buffini Company. We want to make sure that we give our customer more than they feel like they're paying for over and over and over again. So hopefully these unexpected extras today will be a wake-up call for you, an encouragement for you. Maybe they'll help you just go 10% more. And you're already doing a great job, but now you're going to do a super good job. Maybe it's a great formula for you to train some of your younger employees and teach them how to stand out amongst the competition. You know, one of the things I love about the millennials and the younger generation that I see is they seem to be more grounded. They seem to have a fantastic sense of presence about that, A, Money's not my God. Material possessions is not my God. I want to do well. I want to, I want to make a difference with my work. I want to have balance in my life. I love all of those things. But what I don't love is crappy attitudes, disrespect, taking your business for granted. If that goes down, let me tell you, millennials, you'll be replaced by online. This is how you stand out, and you stand out with the unexpected extras. Here's an unexpected personal note I got today, and I'm going to start reading more of your correspondence. So whether you send me a note or an email or a review, I'm going to have one of these on every uh, podcast going forward. And this one, I got a great chuckle out of this. This fellow's by the name of Mike Schmidt, and he's from Lebanon, Pennsylvania. He said, Dear Mr. Buffini, I hope you find enjoyment in my note. I've read all of your books and I'm up to date with all of your podcasts. Good man. He said, my wife has been coached by your company for years. We've been part of your training program. We're big fans of yours and we'll be coming to your event in Richmond real soon. I'm writing this note to let you know that I work rotating shifts during the week and that uh, a lot of times I work the third shift and I find it hard to fall asleep. So what I do is I turn on your podcast and it puts me right to sleep. I know it sounds weird but there is something about your voice or the tone of it that puts me and keeps me asleep. I think I've listened to one of your podcasts at least four times. Anyway, I hope you get a chuckle from my admission. Take care, Mike Smith. So today, whether you got an unexpected extra for your business, whether you got an unexpected extra for your employees, an unexpected extra formula to help young people learn how to serve and prosper on the job, or whether... The unexpected extra from this podcast is it helps you sleep through the night. We're happy to serve. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Don't forget to head over and leave us a review or a comment. Who knows? Maybe I'll read your review or comment out on the next show. I love hearing your feedback. We really appreciate it. We appreciate just uh, the tremendous growth. Uh, We're in 160 countries, millions of people tuning in, and we thank you for your referrals. Please keep sharing the good word. As you know, We don't do advertising. We don't sell anything on these podcasts. We want to bless you. We want to impact and improve your lives. And all we ask is for you to tell a friend who might be blessed by listening to this show. So as I finish here today, I leave you with a little Irish blessing from the man who's blessed me my whole life and who taught me the principle of the unexpected extras. May the roads rise up to meet you and may the wind always be at your back. May the rain fall soft upon your fields and the sunshine warm upon your face. And until we meet again, may the creator of all the unexpected extras hold you in the hollow of his hand. We'll see you next time.